This is a test of the emergency podcast system. Repeat, this is a test of the emergency podcast system. Disaster Girls is an unironic excavation of disaster movies with profiles as high as the tallest volcano and as low as the Marianas Trench. In order to ensure your safety and enjoyment, please remain calm and keep your ears locked on your hosts, myself, Jordan Gershiola, and me, Amanda Smith. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Disaster Girls. Welcome back to 10,000 BC. It is I, your co-host, Jordan Cruciola. And it's me, Amanda Smith. And thank God there is a season two. (laughs) I I would be so sad right now if this was the last time we were covering La Brea. I would, like, the way that this has been, the thing I have been looking forward to all week. Wow. Wow. The way that, like, fr- what the anticipation of watching episodes nine and ten. It's anticipation. It's, it's an anticipated oh television program. I was like, ooh, Amanda could have some La Brea as a treat. <laughs> yeah. And then I did. And La Brea was like, yeah, you don't just get a little salami. Here's the whole thing. Yeah. Take it all. <laughs> and y'all, I took all of that salami and asked for more. It is, it it doesn't, it is not in season, in season one, it is not disappointed. It is I, never disappointed. <laughs> there is, even in my wildest dreams, I couldn't have anticipated at least six things that happened in this show. And I don't know that we're going to cover all of them in this podcast. It is, it has been, because as you, as you made clear to me that I had spaced, it's a day per episode. Yeah. It has been 10 days. These people have been together for lifetimes. They know everything about each other. They have uh-huh. long-lasting romances that will endure across time and space. They are these people have been on the lost island for an entire series worth and it has been a week and 3 days. It hasn't even been a week and 3 days, Jordan. It's been a week because remember episodes 8, 9 and 10 all take place on the same day. Oh my because god, they We're do. still cuz episode 8 is when Isaiah gets goes missing. Episode 9 they're trying to find Isaiah and episode 10 they're trying to get Isaiah through the portal. So this is all cuz Gavin, not Gavin, um shithead Josh. Yeah. even says a week ago when getting into college was it, hold on, a week ago when getting into college seemed like the most f- stressful thing that could ever happen. Now my life depends on some kid who might be dad. <laughs> that is a sentence. That is, a, that is an entire line of dialogue that gets delivered on this show without a hint of irony. I think my f- a week ago, the most stressful thing seemed like getting into college. And now he's got to rescue a kid who might be dad. Amazing. Unbelievable. What is this show? Unbelievable. My favorite emotional turn in this mm-hmm. show has without question been when Josh realizes that Uncle Levi was fucking his mom and yes. he suddenly is like my dad's the best guy in the world he's like talking to his tiny mm-hmm. father as he's taking him <laughs> to the <laughs> fucking portal that surprise opens into 1988 we yeah. are going to, we are going back to the future you guys and back to we the are going Back to the future. And Josh is like walking with this kid. And like this kid, this poor kid, he's got to go through this portal alone. And he just is like really putting a lot of faith in these adults who are like, it's going to turn out okay, but we can't really tell you why. And he's like, you know, 
you're going to do a... He's like talking about his grown up dad who he's been hating, not believing in, has no faith in this entire show, which I support. Your dad has been like a deadbeat dad. Like, hate your dad. I have no problem. You hating your dad. You don't know Honestly, the full you're story. Seven, you're a 17 year old boy. Hate your dad. Hate your dad. Like that in and of itself. You don't even... Your dad doesn't need to be having visions of yeah. 10,000 BC that turn out to be memories that he had. No, you can just hate your dad. Yeah, your that dad is part dad, of child uh, evolution. What you know about your dad for sure is that he was an alcoholic who totally bailed on your mom and your family. That is what you know about your dad. Hate your dad. But then suddenly he sees that Uncle Levi and his mm-hmm. mom has had an, have had an affair. And then he's like, you're going to turn out to you're going to turn out to be a really great guy. And you're going to have like a really good life. And you're going to be really important. You're going to be really special. It's like eight seconds ago you hated yeah. your dad. And now you're like, fuck you. My dad's the best man on the entire planet. An episode ago. To, not an episode. A day ago. Because it was probably a day ago. Yeah. You, you contributed to voting your mom. Out of the survivor colony. Because she was like, I trust your father. And your father has conveyed a message to us that we can't try and get in this plane and get out of here because it's going to crash and we're going to die. And you were like, fuck you, mom. I hate dad so much and he's so unreliable that I'm going to vote you out of the camp for siding with him. And now you're like, my daddy's the best daddy there ever was. My dad can beat up your dad. Oh, because you find out he was cuckolded by your mom. Yeah, the Oedipal vibes with Josh are just increasing so dramatically. It's unsettling. Wow. Um, I do love that he tells little Isaiah from 10,000 BC that he'll be (laughs) flying planes one day. As if Isaiah has any concept. And Isaiah's like impressed with that concept (laughs) as if he has any concept of what that could mean. Isaiah just saw a car for the first time. (laughs) Yeah, Isaiah rode in a Jeep (laughs) earlier that day. Earlier that day. Again, this was earlier that day that Isaiah rode in a Jeep for the first time in his life. And everyone's like, is this your first time in a car? And it's like, yes. It is his yeah. first time seeing probably the wheel. And now we're telling him, hey, you're going you're gonna to defy God by taking to the air <laughs> what grand things you will have. Just travel through this portal to 1988. And it, like, in the way that, apparently the Eternals is everything. Because in the way that the Eternals, according to Sarah, is Mm -hmm. my octopus teacher, um, I I think actually La Brea is also the Eternals. Because apparently (laughs) the people who fell from the sky are just the people who came and gave um, mankind technology and like it hastened their progression toward yeah and, like much like the Eternals did um, Natalie Z is is an Eternal Shitty Josh I, it, is an Eternal oh god Shitty Josh is an Eternal I I don't know that I, I yes that is absolutely the weird ass vibe the show is going <laughs> for which of the things in a show like I, I, we've talked about this before that's like well this is there's some uncomfiness to the colonizer aspect oh, that yeah. I thought they were going to shy away from because, like, you would think that that would be a thing that they would be mindful of. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not saying that even in a critical... I'm just genuinely surprised that that's not a thing that they really were like, wow, this could be prob- problematic mm-hmm. that a bunch of English-speaking white people show up, made peace with the native people, <laughs> yeah. and now their lives are ostensibly better for it. It's yeah. all a very weird vibe to it. Um but also, it's La Brea, so it's so fucking wild that I can just go, you know what? No one, no one's lives are better or worse for it. <laughs> no. These are, like, none of this, none of this is, is, is anything sensical at this point. It's also topsy-turvy that I can almost not excuse the colonizer vibes, but just be like, you know what? 
that's uh, yeah. They hit a saber toothed tiger with a jeep. Yeah, yeah. They they they. There was a man v saber tooth battle that, that was a jeep, a jeep vanquishing a saber tooth cat. I I want to spend I think ninety percent of this episode talking about that decision. It was I mean so perfect. It was so perfect. I did the whole time. I was like, just honk the horn. I just right. kept yelling, That's honk a great the point. Horn. Yeah. Because it's not as if a saber-toothed tiger has ever heard a <clears throat> horn before. Yeah, it would. It might see that as just like a bigger predator and yeah. run. And yes. run. But I do 100% reality index-wise, I fully believe that this dumbass Josh. Josh would have absolutely. Absolutely gun it and hit the tiger yeah. rather than just like honk the horn or do some sort of a, like, chase the tiger. If he, if he had drove at- quickly at the tiger. Yes, the tiger would not have. And by the way, we should probably explain for context. <clears throat> I don't know why anybody would need it. You should all be watching this fucking show. Yeah. But at this point, Isaiah is wandering. A- Isaiah, a.k.a. Young Blonde Gavin. Yes. Is wandering through the woods alone, having escaped his grandfather. Um, <laughs> Who is trying to Who save has him a from bigger being sent- role in this than we all than we- realize. Yes. Well, you know, it's Mark Lee of Gallipoli. Yeah. Which is, every time I see him, I'm like, how is this, how, like, how is the young twink from Gallipoli? Wow. I mean, which by the way, that is, I remember watching that movie in high school and just being like, that's the most beautiful man I've ever seen in my life. It is unsettling <laughs> how beautiful, if you've never seen a young Mark Lee, like in footage, not just a photo. You got to see him moving. Yeah. <laughs> Young Mark Lee, you need to see it to understand why seeing grizzled Mark Lee right. is so is such a disconnect. But anyway, so <laughs> Granddad has kidnapped Isaiah. Isaiah has broken free of Granddad. He is now wandering the wilds, just kind of like an NPC in a video game waiting to be found. Yeah, <laughs> and he's being hunted by a saber toothed cat, yeah. which he apparently is not aware of, despite this being a danger in his world constantly. Yeah, that he absolutely is trained from, like, beginning sentience to know about in the world. Like, this kid would be telling the grown-ups around him who came from the sky, there's saber-toothed cats around here, and here's what we need to do to be careful, because this is what my mom has always told me. This is how my grandpa has prepared me to be safe. Yeah, I can't believe that grandpa wouldn't have taught him how to, like, rapid fashion a spear and then take down a saber-toothed tiger himself. Grandpa's got big, like... If grandpa every big were, everyday carry off the grid survivalist guy that survive I was exactly he was he's got big survivalist vibes it might just be the beard I don't know yeah but like in the got, present day he seems like the guy that would be living in a shipping container off the grid and like making his own electricity yeah and like and, making and, lights out of potatoes <laughs> like, yes. big potato light energy yeah yeah um, but yeah so he. Isaiah's like just standing there and is being hunted by a saber-toothed cat and Josh who is split from his mom and Levi to kind of cover more territory backslash find Isaiah. Um, he comes across the scene and just like takes it in from his Jeep and then decides to T-bone the saber-tooth yeah. as it's lunging at Isaiah. Yeah. Which, yeah, that was not the choice that anybody would have made except a 17-year-old boy. And then and ruin and destroys the one it Jeep they have in 10,000 BC. The Jeep. Yeah. That has it's, been like key that has become crucial to their lives very quickly and now it's destroyed. Yeah, because you can cover the normal LA commute in much less time than you could in yeah. LA. <laughs> I know. And the fact that he, when he totaled that Jeep, when the Jeep was total, and I was just like, that, see, this is why I don't blame, like, 
the granddad keeps, and it's finally even brought up to him. Yeah. That if if Isaiah doesn't go through the portal, Josh will die because we are now in a Back to the Future scenario. Yep. Yep. Where if Isaiah doesn't go through the portal, it erases Josh's existence. Yeah. As Josh, well and, as- Josh and Izzy, my dear Izzy, they yes. will both. And I love that. I love that it becomes a. Um, it reminded me of some like fantasy movie that will come to my mind, but I'm forgetting right now. But like they are like they will start to the the woman who skydived out of Ga- the Gavin's yeah, plane when they were initially Rebecca. She the one who made it through. Like she's like the thing is like if you don't if they if they don't get Isaiah through your kids will never exist and like they're gonna start to like feel pain. I love that <laughs> they like like they they don't just like blink out of existence. It's yeah. like they. As the as the as the portal closes and if Isaiah isn't through it, it's like the diminishing possibility of their existence. And instead of just like the snap where like suddenly everybody turns to dust and it's like, I don't feel so good, like Mr. Stark. They have like this leading up like internal anguish where I don't know what the fuck is supposed to be happening inside their bodies. Like, wouldn't they just fucking snap out? Like, I, like yeah. the idea that they would like their bodies would anticipate not existing and feel pain <laughs> is hilarious and so perfectly La Brea. I mean, they're going through basically... This is the their- only show I've ever wanted to write for. <laughs> this is the only time I've ever been like, put me in that room. Yeah. Put me in oh, that I, room. They should... It- I miss I miss special features because I would love a special feature <laughs> on a DVD set that's just like a day in the La Brea writer's room. Absolutely. Show me that board with all the post-its on it. What didn't make the show? <laughs> oh, my God. What didn't make La Brea season one? I got to know. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. I Once the show is over, once the run of the show, hopefully six seasons in a movie yeah, is done. Yeah, six seasons in a movie. Six seasons in a movie. Movie, by, season- movie from Roland Emmerich. <gasps> I mean, let's oh. get. I oh let's my God. give me give me that spectacle right now. You know he wants to do it. You know he would do it in a heartbeat. Do you feel like because topside in present mm-hmm. in present day they're like fuck another sinkhole is gonna open, and they're like setting out to find the sinkhole. And they're like it's gonna be in Seattle, and they're like what if we what if we clear all of Seattle to save people because the sinkhole is going to open like it did in LA and then they like they're like uh oh seismic activity is moving it's not going to be in Seattle after they've evacuated it and then they go to a forest and then do you think it's because it's like the were they just out of money is that why the is that why the Seattle the Washington sinkhole is 10 a 10 foot hole in the ground yeah it's it's just yeah it looks like a tree was uprooted no, it's, it looks like it's, a large tree was pulled from the ground. That's how big the sinkhole is. It is a perfectly is. round. No, you know what it looks like, Jordan? It looks like when Godzilla does his angry yell directly down to Kong. Remember when Godzilla yes. does the angry yell and he just shoots the fire straight down and it makes a perfectly round hole all the way to Middle Earth the, and Kong the diameter. Upward? Well, I mean, and with Hollow Earth, this would actually make total sense. Maybe, See? maybe that's is that is what we're doing. I was the, so sure this was going to be a Hollow Earth show when we started this. The and diameter. Of this yeah. new sinkhole is it's, so hilariously under. Like, we've been getting these wide shots. It's just wide enough for two people to yeah. hold hands and jump straight down through. There's it is, no it, ragged edges. It's watching just, a half dozen people just stand around it and look mm-hmm. down when they, like, just cleared Seattle out. And, like, the, we've spent so much time getting these wide shots of the La Brea sinkhole. And yes. it, like, it takes up, like, goodbye Academy Museum kind of situation. And this is just, like... Put put caution tape around it. Like it's yeah. just like beware, everybody. Watch out, hikers. Like <laughs> watch hold. out, hikers. There's a portal to ten thousand <laughs> yeah. BC. 
caution. You you must have assumed that when I was watching this, I was like shouting for Izzy to jump into that hole. I'm like, get Izzy to fucking 10,000 BC. Get her there. Was so happy for you in those last moments because you did say last week that you wanted Zira Gorecki riding a mammoth. God fucking damn right. And the first thing that we see when she comes to in 10,000 BC is what will I hope become her mammoth steed. Yeah, her mammoth. That she's gonna ride all the way to LA. Yeah, from that's the how they're getting shores from of Washington State down <laughs> to Los Angeles. They're going on that mammoth. They're harnessing the power of that mammoth. And I once again, what. Uh, Hopefully, Ioni Sky is the star of season two to make up for whatever the fuck has gone on in season they one. Did, what happened? What what happened? happened to Ioni? She was in two episodes, and it was like three they, lines like, of dialogue. Very easily could have featured. There are no security reasons why people can't join in gallivanting around with Gavin. Like Izzy goes with him everywhere. Yeah, nobody stops them. Really, they sneak around all over the place. Just take Ioni with you. Like when Mom disappears, it's like, oh, she's gonna be like the vital family support system that helps get them through this. And instead, mm-hmm. she just fucking vanishes. She's like gone. she fell down the hole or something. Are we gonna find her in ten thousand BC? Next, what if step, she's working season? at that like at the plant? <laughs> oh my god! If she was actually, that would be cool. If she was a fucking sleeper agent for I mean, whatever's I, I, going on. Yeah, I have no faith in it. But you would think None. that like okay, because a big part of this, the last few episodes, is about Gavin figuring out where he comes from yeah. and Gavin tracing his roots, and, or you know, like trying to and Lily, back on the his kidnapping sex cult survivor, is the girl who came through the fucking portal with him, right? Whoa. So we're, we're going through all of this stuff, and it's like maybe Ioni Sky, who plays his sister, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. would be of relevance mm. here. Which I'm wondering if the that reason would she be good. As I'm saying this, I'm wondering if they maybe got to that point and mm. then realized, like maybe this was one of those situations where they gave him a sister, and then they're like, "What if his origins are?" And then they kind of just that would be such a best case scenario if she I, was like. I, I think she's. I think I, she's plot collateral. Yeah, she's like actually, I'm Dharma Initiative. Like, oh, that, that would kind be the of, best. Yeah, I don't think that they're doing that. I think they're entirely gonna just be like, nope, he never had a sister. We don't know anything <laughs> about his origins. It's all very mysterious. It's all very because, mysterious. Like, yeah, no, otherwise God, there should be like the surveillance of him. Oh hell yeah, their entire lives. Oh my God, that'd be good. That would be great. I would be so in on that. I hope that it the, would suggest the, they thought about anything that came next. <laughs> Which like. I don't need, I but don't it would be fun. I know that they did. Yeah. yeah. I don't need that from you, La Brea. Don't think that I need that from you. No, but you it would at least give us- doing what you do, La Brea. It would give us a use for Ioni Sky. Yeah. And a, a promise that she would return, and I don't think at this point we're ever seeing her again. I, in, in um, I won't, I won't get into Euphoria, but they, it, like- I remember when Mika Kelly was cast in season two of Euphoria, and I was like, Mika fucking Kelly! I, oh, I'm sure that for you was just... <laughs> that was the news. It was like, get mm-hmm. out of here, all you teens. You think you're hot shit? Mika Kelly is showing up. And then she shows up in, like, she's, like, the mom that, like, hires one of the main teens to babysit. And we, like, see her once, like, getting back from a party, and she has this, like, oddly sexual exchange with the teen and it's just like is this going to lead to an inappropriate sexual relationship between a babysitter and a mom and it it doesn't you just see minka again like one episode like a couple episodes later one other time and it's like now they're having wine in the pool together and like talking about being like rowdy girls and then like they say goodbye in another later episode and it's like 
That was what you brought in Minka Kelly for. She's mm-hmm. not going to she's not going to fuck a teenager. She's not going to shoot someone up with heroin. She's not going to kill a person. She's not going to run a dog fighting ring. This is euphoria. No. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean she's gone? Like she didn't ruin someone's life. She didn't blackmail anybody. Like, I'm sorry. I was under the impression that we were in a horrible nightmare where everybody ruined everybody's lives. And this woman is just like a happy rich lady who's like going to give advice to Alexa Demi. What the fuck Maybe it's you- one of those like through the looking glass things where it's like, oh, in these worlds, yeah. the teens, the teens are off the chain. Yes. But Minka Kelly and her devious eyebrows. Yo. Those those are just good old suburbs. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just I feel like you I was like, oh, she's going to be a femme fatale. Like yeah. they're casting Minka Kelly specifically. Not because that's the only thing Minka Kelly can do is be like Lila Garrity, some version of. But like this is euphoria. What right. you, what else would this be for? It's like Ioni Sky shows up, desperate moment, sister of the of the bereaved. Why you could have cast? You could have grabbed anybody. You could have elevated one extra, and you didn't. You cast Ioni Sky. Right. I mean, the rest of this like you've got the woman who plays shitty cop, who I would <laughs> argue is not like. Like that could have been an Ioni Sky. Yeah. And then Shitty Cop is That Gavin's could have been an Ioni Sky. Two episode throwaway sister. I mean, I we Gavin we'll just, and Izzy, her her brother and niece <laughs> jump through a pit to ten thousand BC and do not call to say, hey, heads up, oh we're my God, disappearing. You're right. Nobody's like nobody's like, this is my he's not even like, this is my sister's name. Yeah. I know we've gotta go. But I need you to, like, get her a message for us. There's none of that. And that's why I think that we're never seeing her again. I think you're totally right. Yeah, because of the fact that it's such – that she has not been brought up (laughs) since. There's no, like, let her know that if they come back – because think about it. What happens if in this time, somehow – Somehow. Somehow Eve and Josh were able to get back through to the other side. No one knows where they are. Wow. No one knows where Gavin and Izzy are no, at this point. Nobody. Like, they are, the loop is closed. Yeah. Josh and Eve aren't going to know to go to this random bureaucrat guy, <laughs> like to the to the director, Department of Homeland Security director. They don't know to go to him. No, they don't. They like, don't know to go to the, they don't know to go to um, Dr. Nathan. Right. Who did, did they Gavin leave? completely unnecessarily broke the heart of by, by confirming for her that her wife is dead. Yeah. When yeah, he could have no. just like let her live in that lie forever. It was, Gavin has no time or energy to lie about any of his visions, for better or for worse. <laughs> no, Despite, or to tell yes. his sister he's about to vanish to 10,000 years in the past. Gavin yeah. has no time. <laughs> Gavin is on a mission, and that mission is to do whatever is in his pretty little brain. <laughs> I, like, I hope that they left like a note on the fridge or something. I like, was, there has I, to be I some sort of notice. I absolutely had a thought when they jumped out. I was like, oh, good. I'm glad Zira's dressed for warmth. Because like she's wearing a coat. Like I was yeah. like... She's been like at the beach recently. I was like, because I, I have every once in a while, I'll think about how like, man, everybody came here in one pair of clothes, no matter yeah. what happens. That's so why like, that well, movie, if, that's why that costuming trailer is so helpful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a, what a fucking fix. That is so genius. And this, 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 uh, the finale episode gave me more of another one of my favorite La Brea things, which is uh, Zira Gorecki being taller than everyone around her. Oh yeah. Absolutely love it. This girl's six feet tall. And apparently nobody else is because like she is looking down at any and like the way they have to stagger people around her in a group. I absolutely love the commanding height of like elite athlete 
Zira Gorecki in this show. I can't wait to see her with the military dad, anxiety dad, because... <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't know what that actor's actual height is, but he's got <laughs> huge 5'6 energy. He, yeah, he feels, like a, he feels like a high school wrestler. I mean, he feels to me like Tom Cruise. Not in like sure, a Tom sure. Cruise actor sort of, like not in yeah, a... Yeah, but like, not you know, like, like smaller he has, than you realized action guy. Yeah. Yes, exact action guy. He's yeah, got action big guy. action guy vibes. And so it's... Zira Gorecki is going to tower over everyone in 10,000 BC. She's going to be one head shorter than it's that amazing. giant sloth we saw that, <laughs> yeah. ate, that ate all the food four days ago. It's The mammoth fantastic. will immediately recognize her as the apex predator and be like, whatever you need, Izzy, whatever you need. Well, so my favorite, one of the things that I've always, like, the way that I like to describe Ice Age animals in, is, you know how you think of an animal and just imagine it being much larger than it ever was? <laughs> yeah. And that's basically like 90% of Ice Age animals and also how I described my sofa and accompanying Ottoman in college was I was like, it's like an Ice Age version because my roommate did not measure anything and got the biggest a three foot wide <laughs> Ottoman and a six foot wide sofa <laughs> for our college living room in a New York apartment that we'd put a wall up so I could have a bedroom. So I, our entire living room was just a sofa and futon yeah. or like a sofa and an ottoman. And when I was like, you don't understand how fucking big this thing is. Like imagine right. a sofa if it were from the Ice Age. Right. And Zira it's Gorecki, a megafauna of sofas. It's the megafauna of sofas. And Zira Gorecki to me in this environment is going to be the megafauna of humans. Yeah. She's, she's, she's just going to be. Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to see her tower over uh, Cyrus, Silas, Mark Lee. I want to see Lee? her tower over him. Um, I, I, I love that the standard that this show has set for itself of just like how it resolves things that might become a problem, which is it like, it just like doesn't, it just doesn't deal with it. It's not like there are no plot holes in La Brea because that assumes that some things get covered and some don't. Yeah. Like, like, like the dad's anxiety, like military doctor, doctor soldier anxiety. It's like, oh, well, as long as we have his daughter ask about it once, that means they That's know enough. we haven't forgotten, but it's solved. Yeah. He's like, you know, good, you know, good times and bad times. Okay, that's it. That's the, that's how we're dealing with it. Solved. Like I, and like guy, guy who is a British guy who's dying of, I, I don't know, is it cancer? It seems like a brain disease. He's, uh, he's got, I think he's got mom wasting disease. Mom wasting <laughs> disease. He's got mom wasting disease yeah, for he's sure. he's got mom wasting disease. He gets nosebleeds and he coughs occasionally. He's definitely got mom I wasting disease. I fully think he's going to get cured by being in 10,000 BC. Oh, a hundred percent. I think 10,000 BC is going to cure him, and it's going to be like, wow. It's going to be like, it, maybe it'll become part of the plot how, like, this root cures cancer, and that will be, like, it'll either be something that, like, we need to strip mine the land for, or that could be too ambitious, and it could just be like, this could be revolutionary for people in the future, but then we'll never talk about it again, and we'll just know that it was revolutionary enough to cure him. Because yeah. in 24 hours, the female head of the villagers has fallen in love with him, and they are soulmates. I am so rooting for them to stay together. I'm rooting for them. Oh, That's for them. the only thing that I care. Like, I, I care about Zero Gorecki, but truly the only thing that I have cared about on a fundamental <laughs> level with this show is how hard I am rooting for these two to yeah. just, like... Pick up and lead, like, make a nice home in a cave together. Yeah, he really, like, he is so clearly the one who belongs here. Like, yeah. no matter what happens, this guy's going to stay. He's going to stay, and I want that. And he'll do the whole, like, there's nothing for me up there. Yeah. But, like, also, you know what, man? You might just have a good life here. Yeah, I think you just have, yeah, I think, I think you, you would just have, have a good life here. You can, pie, like, imagine what would happen if 
people in 10,000 BC had access to psychotherapy, you can bring that to them. Wow. Yeah. Right? I think that's better than the wheel. Yeah, it is. Oh, (laughs) you want to talk about curing generational trauma? Start Start in 10,000 BC. Start with Gen 1. Yeah. Don't let, cut it off at the root. Mm -hmm. Get it out of there. You know, so here's the thing, though. We know that going through the hole doesn't cure everything, though. Right. Because we did get one more very important loose end tied up, which is the gay couple where one of them is basically legally blind without his glasses. Yeah. Pointing out that if they go to night, because the debate becomes, like, there's the hole that they can yeah. get through to 1988. Guess what, guys? New, the new portal that's on top of the hill so you can just walk through it. It's not in the sky. It opens. We're, at, we're entering a new thread of time, 1988. Yep. So we've now got three timelines. And everyone is debating if they want to go through to 1988 or not. And personally, as much as it would, like, would, Jordan, would you go? I, my snap reaction is to say, I don't think so. Like, because survi- survival, I feel like I would be like, there has to be another portal that's going to open up. This clearly happens. All these people are here. Mm-hmm. Like, I get to 1988. Who the fuck am I? How do I explain this shit? Like, sure. do, do I show up with, like, my license and be like i need this back renewed from 2021 like i i don't like do i go find my fucking mom like what do i do like i don't know anybody i i i was like i don't think i'd go to 1988 that seems a little rash yeah I feel I, like I'd want to be around people who knew exactly what was going on with me. Interesting. Okay. Instead of nobody else around me in the world, me being the secret time tap traveler. <laughs> I would want to be in the context where it's like, well, no, at least everyone knows what's up here. And yeah. I'm not going to be Brendan Fraser blasting from the past and being like, hey, guys, what's going on? I just came from 2020 and 10,000 BC. And they're like, okay, but counterpoint... If you're in 10,000 BC, the people who know what's going on are people like angry, curly-haired guy yeah. who did not believe that there was, that did not believe there was a portal to 1988. That fucking guy. said the words, that fucking guy. is there a tunnel to 1988? Like, my dude, why are we in this? Why are, it's been seven days. How, how was there a tunnel from 2022, you fucking idiot? Like, that is that is the that is one of the things that like it is one of the most annoying things that happens in horror movies. Yeah. When like it say it's a vampire movie and everyone's and like, like fuck vampires and like people freak out but then it like becomes undeniably real because they're watching people get their throats torn out. Then a werewolf shows up or something and yeah. someone's like werewolves what are you insane? It's like we are in a world of vampires. <laughs> what do you mean? The reality index has shifted. Where are you? Where are you? Anything's possible now. Ghosts, aliens, your fucking great, 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 great grandfather showing up out of a apparition. It's all on the table now, bitch. <laughs> what do you mean? 1988? I. That's rich. Get the fuck out of here. Get, I, I'm evicting you from the camp. You think this is a fucking bad dream still? <laughs> Oh my Her god. Baby Ruth got eaten by a giant sloth four days ago. 
four days Why ago. Why are we still arguing about possibilities here? I, it, it is like the only thing that makes it tolerable to me is that that is that guy's entire character. <laughs> and he shows up, anytime he shows up to set with lines, it is something like that. He is just the fucking spoil sport of La Brea. And it is hilarious that that is his entire deal. This guy is getting paid on this show to just be a weird doubting Thomas <laughs> like what the fuck is that I want to interview him like this is the resident hater in La Brea tell me everything <laughs> tell me how you approach your character what do you think about him what do you think about his motivations what's he doing when nobody's paying attention to him like what's his interior his life? entire backstory that this oh guy's created God. for the character because like I, you know you know that guy in real life and you're like yeah that guy fucking sucks <laughs> yeah. like you know him and it's like yeah, guess what? I know you guy. You don't have any friends, do you? You're like this because nobody likes you in 2021. This guy is 100% the guy who leaves comments on news articles. Oh, my God. He, yeah. He's is a reply in the, guy for he's sure. He's in the comments of like a CNN.com article. I <laughs> Comment number 987. Yeah. You're going to see this. He's like, yeah, I like posted something about uh, Death on the Nile recently. Oh fucking great movie that about death on the nile and i was like you know what's weird is that this made me think that gal gadot could be in an erotic thriller and somebody yes. like responded to me and was like yes it's the way she moves her it's some guy and he's like gal gadot is this 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 and the way she moves her face with these micro expressions like are you explaining gal gadot to me right now mm -hmm. yes yeah. i'm aware yes i'm fully aware of gal gadot like yes and me or don't answer. Or just like send me a GIF response. This is not, this. I was not invited. But this guy, this yeah. guy would have fucking something to say about that. Oh, this guy, if he saw you say that though, this guy would be like, would, would basically talk about how he doesn't believe that she could be an erotic thriller. For yeah, like she couldn't non, carry it. She couldn't carry it. And it's like, I'm so she lacks the nuance. Which, to be quite honest, if there's anything that I think that Gal Gadot is suited for, more so, like, I think she is much more suited for erotic thriller than she is to carry a superhero movie, let's say. As much as I loved her in the first Wonder Woman, I don't think that she is suited to carry a franchise <laughs> necessarily in the same way that she could absolutely kill it as a femme fatale. Oh my God. A, a pulpy erotic yeah. thriller. Get, put her in what, in like not the same star presence, but whatever you think Linda Fiorentino should be in now. Surprise. Yeah. Put Gal Gadot in there and I'm going to, I'm going to blow your mind is what I'm going to oh, do. Oh, fuck yeah. She, I mean, also just any, she has very much old school, like if Ryan Johnson is making another noir film, like oh. a follow up to Brick. Yes, she's going to be the drug kingpin and it's going to work. I there, Somebody responded to that with an extremely good point, which was that, like, because it's in the trailer. It's that moment when she's wearing the silver glittery dress and she mm -hmm. walks down the stairs toward the camera. And every time I saw it, I caught my breath. Yeah. And the guy responded, some guy responded and was like, yeah, Kenneth Branagh treats her entrance into this movie like a special effect because it kind of is. And I was like... <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah. Gal Gadot walking in to be glamorous to something for the express purpose of being glamorous is a special effect. Mm -hmm. And regardless of anything else there is to say about her. Yeah. That is true. <laughs> that is. Yes, there's a is, lot. There's other things to say. There's an Those entire are other conversations. around Gal. But the thing that we can all agree on is that when she is well lit, wearing <laughs> impeccably tailored to her body outfit. Yeah. yeah. 
And her job is to walk down some steps yeah. looking otherworldly. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is, there is nobody on, there is no one, no woman who exists who can do that quite there, the way that she does at this moment. There might not be. There might and not. Yeah. And it, I, there's a lot of beautiful women in the world. It's but, that internal luminescence that yeah. it's just like, oh, certain people, like, I don't know how you guys feel about Chris Zilka, but that guy has an interior light source that I don't, on, makes him I, like the sun. <laughs> Former fiance of Paris Hilton and rather big in the 2000s actor Chris uh, oh, Zoka. God, his cheekbone. He looks like. I'm saying. The guy from Vampire Diaries. If that guy from Vampire Diaries. Oh, not Ian Summerholder. No, the other one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that guy were six foot four and had Army Hammer's upbringing. <laughs> he looks like he's expensive. He looks so expensive. God, he. <laughs> That man's face looks like it could potentially do a hate crime. It is. It is. It is. It's. 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 That's that is the face of somebody who has uh, who who that's the face of a Kennedy who accidentally drove off a bridge and yeah. then left somebody to die and it was covered up for him. Yeah, a hundred percent. Because like, what other choice would they have? That's just those. That is that jawline. Jesus. Wow, what a beautiful person. Yeah. That is unsettling. It it's is so unsettling. Ups- it's it's, so it's almost upsetting. uncanny. Yeah. No, that's. <laughs> That's that's some definitely some like uncanny valley. Oh, you designed the most beautiful person in the world. I guess we should probably get back to yeah. La Brea. I was thinking when we were talking about megafauna. I do. Mm-hmm. I have a friend. Uh, my I, I think it's my friend Margot mm-hmm. who um has a fear of like animals that should be larger than they should be. That they are larger than they should be. Like rodents of unusual sizes. Kind of I, thing. Like, like I get that. It's unsettling. Yeah. I feel the same way about sunflowers. I don't know why they freak me. Out. <laughs> freak me out flowers aren't supposed to be that tall and creepy to me she has a very specific unsettling feeling around like okay there are big animals but you shouldn't be that big animal like you why are you that big of an animal so like the giant the giant ox that used to exist which are like giant penguins like taller than a man that would be upsetting (laughs) to her (laughs) maybe even giant penguins i don't know because that's a real discordant kind of situation yeah, so if okay, I was so face she, to face with an emperor penguin, I think that would be pretty intimidating. I would think that would be intimidating, but it's not like a six foot tall penguin, which is too much penguin. That is so that'd be so fucking scary. There is, oh my god, give us a six foot penguin in season two. Oh, hell yes. It has I mean they to be definitely down. they weren't there in anywhere that it could have been, but why can't they go to South America to find some giant penguins? Hold on, I need to send you this. There has been on Paleo Twitter. Um, paleo art is fascinating because the use of human comparisons is is always very questionable. So Jordan, I'm just going to send you what I want to see appearing in, uh, 10,000 BC. I'm going to send this to you right now. And I will, I will say that the, I, it is, it's actually, I think it's a genius decision of this show to move at the pace that it has Mm -hmm. because you don't, it so slows down the cause for the concern for things like winter. Yeah. Like and now that they found the village, they they can there's like an infrastructure that they could go to instead of just being on their own and dying and freezing to death. Excuse me. But like I a thing I love when high school shows do, Euphoria, mm-hmm. a nightmare of an experience. I love <laughs> that 
season two, seasons one and two have taken place in one school year, basically. Yeah. Like, we, we are going from a beginning of a school year to winter break. We have, like, to New Year's. We This season has been, like, New Year's to, like, they've said, like, for the past few months. So, like, through the spring. I, Pretty Little Liars did two seasons per school year. And that let you have four seasons of high school. That's what and you yes, gotta do. That makes actor ages very funny. But it just gives you so much leeway and, like, okay, well, they're graduated, they're older, what happens now? Like, you have to solve that problem. This one's like, oh, if it's been three months, it's going to be winter for these people at some point. What are they going to fucking do? I love building yourself in just kicking the can of those kinds of problems down the road. Whereas with Yellow Jackets, it's intentional. Like, exposure and the elements are part of it. So we move through quite a span of time in the the before times in Yellow Jackets because Mm -hmm. getting to winter and getting to the exposure part of the the year, northern exposure part of the year, that's part of the plot. When it's not, buy yourself as much time as you can. So that's the thing that I think is really smart about this show is that because they've done... Like, because they've kept it in such a compressed timeline, yeah. we're not, and they keep reminding us. And that's yes. the thing that I think is really smart, yes. is that they mm-hmm. do keep reminding us, this happened a couple of days ago. It's been a week. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we're not go having the problem that we had when <clears throat> we all watched Lost, going, how yeah. are they not better suited for this environment at this point? Yeah. How have they not established a village? How has her, like, the whole thing of yeah. how is Hurley still the same size he is, which was like a weird gross sizeism thing. Yeah. The point being that we didn't see the people settling because you need to still have the plot engine of yep. adjusting to and surviving and figuring it out. So they they have that leeway because it's only been seven days. So of course they don't have crops yet. They don't yep. know how to grow shit. They don't know what food there is. I love that they have taken the survival element of this and made it a footnote. Yeah. They are they're doing so much constantly. I am so glad that like we're like hey, we need water. And it's like, okay, everybody knows they need water. It's the thing that La Brea does. It says the problem out loud to make you go, we know it's a problem, you guys. Get over it. And it's like, people are like, ugh, more mushrooms. Yes, the more mushrooms. We know they're tired of mushrooms, but we know they're consistently eating mushrooms. They're Mm -hmm. eating. And then they go to the village and the village is like, here we go. Let us share our bounty with you. And like, so I like that we just are being... We're having our hand held and being told, listen, don't worry about it. Yeah. Like, we've got a lot going on. There are portals. There are time travelers. There's 1988. There's Josh being a fucking doofus. Mm -hmm. There's all this going on. You're wondering where Ione Sky is. Like, just forget about the things that would be like someone dying of starvation. Because that's not the show we want here, okay? We have to talk about these two girls getting kidnapped off the street by a man who maybe took them sex prisoner. So we don't have time to talk about who's planting the corn. Yeah, that's the thing that I think... Like, again, such a, I think, a really smart choice. That's like, that's the least smart. interesting story to tell when you're in 10,000 BC. So Honestly. I'm so glad that they're not bothering. I'm it's so not glad this show. There's not a subplot where they had to go search for a, a fresh source of water. Like, I don't give a shit. I absolutely love when the you could have told me that the entire commissary for the Peterson <laughs> yes. Museum fell through the hole. And yeah. I'd be like, great, problem solved. Yeah. Don't give a shit. They're Done. at the restaurant in the Peterson. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, Fine. and the one from the Academy Museum fell through too? How convenient. They should yeah. be set for a while. The refrigeration still works? That's nuts. Great. W- oh, you all, know? Of the, all of the costumes from the Academy Museum fell through, <laughs> yeah. and that's how everyone's staying warm. They're all wearing Jedi robes now. Great. Yep. Don't care. Take oh me back God. to the fact that there's a portal to 1988. I hope there is just one episode in season two where everyone's dressed like Star Wars characters. <laughs> just one episode. It doesn't come up again, but it's just like, ooh, these are warm. And we're like, 
are you on Jakku? Like, what? Like, is that Ray? Like, yeah. I, I hope we get one novelty episode where the writers are just have a little fun. I love, I love that, I think it's the second to last episode that starts with, like, stoner guy. Mm-hmm. That everybody in this show, it's like it's reefer madness. Everybody Thank in this you. show is treats so marijuana like yeah. it is fucking shrooms. Like, it is hallucinogens. This guy is vaping. He's mm-hmm. Vaping. People vape in their 10 minutes at work and go back into work specifically in my notes. He'd have to consume so much pot to be considered a pothead in West Los Angeles. Like, do you know how much marijuana this man would need to have on his person? He straight up doesn't have access to that amount of drugs anymore. The drugs would be I can't believe he still has anything left, honestly. And like his vape pen is not gonna last like I I can say with authority that vape pen is morning. We have to assume he wasn't preparing to be without his cartridge refills. Yeah, he's like, got one cartridge. That is not lasting him that long. Absolutely that, not. Absolutely not. But everyone, like, he okay. sees he sees a cow. I and, love and that he sees a cow. I love that he sees a cow. And for him, of course, that pings of like, there aren't supposed to be cows here. This is crazy. And also, this cow can give us milk. This is a survival component here. He goes back to the camp. He goes back to the camp. And he's a little grandiose, which is a bit much. But he's like, guys... I found a cow. And he starts explaining why it's crazy that there's a cow. I honestly don't think anybody else there would know to not know that there were cows there. I think it'd be like, yeah, it's nature. I guess there's wild cows, whatever, man. But he's like, this is crazy. And this cow can give us this. And this cow can give us milk. And this cow can do this. And all these people who have opened the episode and been like, ugh, more mushrooms. He's like, there's a cow. And nobody's first reaction is even like, meat. Yeah. Nobody. Are you no. fucking kidding me? They're all like, <laughs> even Josh, stupid fucking Josh, is like, <laughs> Josh. Are, are you are you sure you saw that? You weren't like, like gestures like, well, you are high all the time. It's like, you think he, are you 11? You think he fully hallucinated <laughs> a cow because he's hitting a vape pen? You are allegedly a Gen Z teen in 2021. And you think this guy is fully hallucinating livestock? <laughs> what the fuck? And none of you are curious enough no about this. No one is curious of like, well, what did he see that might be a cow? Nothing. Yeah. Nobody's like, what do you mean some animal that we might be able to like utilize for resources? No, everybody's, people start the episode bitching about food, particularly curly haired man, because that's what he's there for. And then none of them are curious about a possible bounty bountiful food source none i was like bullshit i'm calling bullshit even the reality index of la brea yeah because these people oh these people have only been eating mushrooms and no one's at least like i mean let's we could at least walk over the hill and check nobody they're all just like oh yeah he totally hallucinated that cow a bunch of people in la think the yeah. guy smoking weed hallucinated a whole animal <laughs> what the fuck I know that moment. I mean, and they they keep doing this to to the pothead, and it's just like, come on, guys! It's constant. It's a this runner about his character. Yeah, and I don't know if that's supposed to be like a running joke or if it's just a thing that they do. But either way, I'm like, come on! This is the one person who has been right about everything. Yeah. I mean, if anybody, as much as he is I, the smartest he person, is the here. person most equipped to deal with this, and him seeing a cow, to me, would be like one. Yeah, you're right. There are no cows. What the fuck is a cow doing here? That's an intriguing mystery. And, and I'd be like, look, we've sh- seen Civil War gold. Yeah, I bet there's a cow. Yeah. But then that's the other thing is like, 
all the rules. Guys, why are we still doing this? Why are we still playing this? There, That can't possibly be the case game because I'm sorry. The rules went out the fucking window. The minute you landed. You fell through a hole, plummeted to the earth, and are now in 10,000 B.C., I mean, okay, maybe Josh being confused about the potential of his blonde, this blonde child becoming his black yeah. Irish father. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's fair. Legit. Yeah. Every that's a other lot question, to wrap your brain around. Every other question is like, no, why not at this point? Let's just go yeah. with it. But yeah, no, the, the cow, I got to say, for a show that is constantly name checking and very clearly little brother syndroming itself with Lost. <laughs> yes. You got us like I never to- had as much fun watching Lost as I have oh, fun watching this never. show. I I, en- I enjoyed watching Lost, but never it's had never as been fun. as much fun as this. No. no, but points to this show where like they saw Lost's polar bear. Yeah, like, I see your polar bear and raise you a cow with a barcode, and I am so much more interested in how the fuck a cow with a barcode yeah. got into ten thousand BC. Give yeah. me that mystery. It's gonna be weird. It's not gonna be satisfying when we yep. find out what it actually is. But I don't <laughs> care <laughs> if they these, ever even tell us. If we ever get back to it, no, we're gonna get back to it because of the fact that Doctor Rebecca did bring in Stoner and was like, "Here, let me show you the actual kingdom," and like took him over a rise yeah. that they had never walked by before, and suddenly they, we find that there is like. What looks to be there's a fucking skyscraper. Yeah, it there is a whole ass tower, which you would think someone would have mentioned somewhere at some point prior to this. They but don't I also, walk that far. They she's don't just walk like, that far. let me show you something, and then before the sun is even down, they are looking at a giant, gleaming, modern fucking skyscraper in the distance that nobody, nobody has brought up. I'm sorry. None of the tribal people that, thank have you, observed yes. this in have their surveying this? of the land and been like, well, because they've mentioned like there are other tribes here. We've been doing this. We've been here for 60 years. This is this. And there is that one corporate building southeast that <laughs> we haven't checked out yet, but yeah, we've seen it a few times from a distance. There's Salesforce Tower. Have you guys yeah. been by Salesforce Tower have you guys? Have you guys been to the Salesforce Tower? That's where we got all our food. Like... <laughs> You're like, it's, we didn't figure this out. This is from the Salesforce Tower. Yeah, they there's have a, a Starbucks great, there, They actually. have a great lunch sale. <laughs> it's free with, it's free with an ID card, actually. Because big tech, you know. What if, what if the ID Corporate card is cushions. the scannable, is the scannable cow? Uh, yeah, everybody gets a scannable cow. Everyone gets a scannable cow. Yeah, that, I mean, I was, as soon as they revealed that, and I was just like, sure. Oh my let's God. Let's fucking go. Let's go. Let's fucking let's like, go. That is that is what this show has that no other show on television has ever had the audacity to do, which is just be like, why the fuck not? And then it, they do it. And I'm like, it's yeah. Like the show is like banking on nobody watching. Like the show is like the show is treating the epitome its choices. of dance like nobody is watching. Yeah, the show yes. is treating its choices like, guys, no one's going to see this. <laughs> and, and I... That's incredible. That's my kind of TV. I'm a seventh season of Pretty Little Liars kind of girl. Like, I remember when I was ranking all the episodes of Pretty Little Liars and I worked at Vulture with one of my coworkers. And our, like, one of my top ten episodes was one of her lowest ten episodes. Yeah. And it is one of the most reviled episodes in all of PLL history. And I was like, are you kidding me? This, this episode beat the brakes off 
any considerations for decency or plot. This is a top 10. How do we, how do we debate this? How do we debate out of this? And that is what La Brea does like weekly. Yeah. I just, I keep being stunned because it's so weird to me that I feel like you and I are the only people in the world who's watching this because there should have (laughs) been, like the fact that my Twitter timeline. This is so built for people to flip out on Twitter. Exactly. Like that there hasn't been a single person on Twitter being like, what the fuck is this? scraper why it's, is there a cow none of that there is it is like this is happening in a show that only you and i are watching it is and it's so fucking weird because this should be something that everyone is going what the fuck is this is prime time are you seeing this television yeah and this is happening on a major network this isn't even like oh this is happening on epics plus which is like, the yeah. streaming service for the one cable network no one knows about like this yeah. is this is on NBC. This every is on NBC. Week. This is on the network that gives you the Olympics, and people watched that. And yet, no one is like, "Why is there a scannable cow?" And it got and it got season two. Like that's like it got what matters. But it's like fucking show me who are like apparently There's- everybody you know is watching Yellowstone. But enough people are watching this to get it a second season. It's a feat of them. I want to go to the one town where every person, like, I feel like the New York Times needs to do it. We went to a diner in the, in Peebles, <laughs> yeah. Ohio, and found everybody who's currently the viewership of La Brea. It's, and it's, it, I think, an incredible, you know, maybe we're just, somehow we're not, I find it shocking that we're not anywhere near La Brea Twitter enough to not hear about any of it or get tagged into any of it. Jordan, we own the only Twitter handle the that only has, twi- you're and right. I can tell you that no right. one is tagging La no Brea one's tagging NBC. You. And I, <laughs> this is, this is, this is fascinating to me that whatever contingent of people there are out there watching La Brea are not online people. They're not. Which is... Like, that's what feels impossible about it. That's that you watch this show yeah. and you just, you don't watch it to, like, have a social experience around it. There's no, there's no think pieces. Vulture has not done a, like, what we know about the La Brea world. Like, La Brea should be doing, like, no, Vulture. Sorry, Jackson McHenry, Jackson yeah. McHenry, if you're out there, how have you not done an absurdly specific deep dive into some detail of La Brea. Because this is not, I mean, there's like 70,000 think pieces about succession out there and what the possible, the teaser poster means about alliances. And meanwhile, we have two main characters are now in 1988. (laughs) And then the rest of the cast is now in 10,000 BC and no one's in 2022. No one's in 2022. I, I could not prepare for the end of the finale episode, I was so fucking shocked when Josh got zapped Stunned. into 1988. They go up to like they go up to the hill. Like Isaiah's gone through. It's like oh he made it. The kids are mm-hmm. the kids are safe. And then Lily's like I have to go to Isaiah because the, the like Doc Rebecca is that yeah, the woman that's who's Rebecca, Rebecca Aldridge. Yeah, yeah Rebecca who's like the one person who knows everything that's going on but and won't tell only, anyone anything. Won't tell anyone despite the fact that like hey cats out of the bag they're in ten thousand BC they know something's up here like. She won't tell anybody what's going on. She's the one who tells our stoner friend, like, takes him to the horizon where the big building is. Like, she's the one with secrets and information. She, mu- she like she Mufasa's, if you will. She Mufasa's. <laughs> everything you see before you is my fucking kingdom. She knows who Silas is. She knows that Isaiah is actually Gavin. She's the one who knows he needs to get through the portal. Silas and her are like the dark and the light. They're like, they're like, uh, 
the man in black and whoever the oppositional force was in Lost. And somehow Silas was involved in making these sinkholes happen. And so is Rebecca. Like, they are the ones that seem like they're happy. These sinkholes are happening because of them. And each of them, I think, is trying to, like, right the wrongs, but in extremely different ways and somehow. But, like, she gives Lily a cult survivor, kidnapping survivor, a map and is like, you have to get this to Isaiah and tells her like, you will never see your family again if you don't get this map to him. And she has the fucking steely resolve of a Navy SEAL. Like she's going to get, she's going to march across the landscape. She's going to get Isaiah this fucking map. And like with a kind of intensity that's like, what else did she tell you? And people are like, why do you need to get this map to him? And she's like, I got to get my family. Like she told me to get there. But nobody shares the information about specifically why she needed to get that map to him. She gets the portal. We think it's going to close. Oh my God, Lily's not going to make it through. Somehow she's not going to get on the map, et cetera, et cetera. Then they're like standing next to the board. It's like, Lily's there. Josh is there. Like, is there one of the, oh, is the, the girl, is the doctor soldier's daughter. Yeah. Doctor. So yeah. yeah. Josh's love interest has to go through the portal because we have to give her more reason to pretend that she cares about Josh. Yes. And so they are standing next to the portal and before it, in, in it's closing down, it doesn't just like and disappear. It like, Pop gets bigger and then sucks back in and then fucking Josh and not Dr. Daughter and they're through. They're through the portal through 1988 and that's it. And it's like, oh my God, Izzy's Izzy's in 10,000 BC and Josh is in a present time. This is my dream. This is my dream. Josh is out of 10,000 BC and Izzy's in 10,000 BC. I would love if we never go back and visit them again. What if we just never, never go to 1988? That would be honestly kind of amazing. What if we like, never I go don't to need to see. I don't need to see Josh trying to figure out how to get back from 1988. I don't need to see Josh being confused by things in 1988 that even a millennial or a Gen Zer would be confused by. Like, yeah. I don't need to see him being like, what do you mean there's no internet? I don't need that. And that's yeah. what we're going to. And, uh, and I, I don't need them faith. to like be, be, become in love with each other because yeah, she has like no this, other option. They're like a surrogate family. Blech. Yeah. I don't need to see like. Yeah. So if he's in 1988, if, if, the, if, if his dad and Lily are in 1988 with Josh and, like, as soon as they went through, I was like, okay, so whose parents are Josh and the other girl? Like, because... Oh, whose adoptive parents? You know, who who are they going to become the parents of? Do oh. they stay in fucking 1988 and, like, have kids that go through the sinkhole or something? Who in 10,000 BC is the child of Josh? Oh, and, God. And the doctor soldier's daughter. Oh, It my feels God. like that's what that's for, right? I mean, I hadn't really, oh, fuck. Like, that hadn't what? occurred to me. I don't, oh, I no. truly hope we get somebody. Oh, no. I mean, I'm trying, there's no one in our current cast who it could be. Is it, is it, um, is it a curly-haired former cult girl? Did they, like, have her? Rebecca, um, no, I, I don't think it could be. In the 90s? Ver- I, it can't be Veronica. I mean, and honestly. And then she went, she ran away, and they don't recognize her because she ran away? No, I don't think it could be Veronica. Partly because I don't think Veronica, one, honestly, I don't think they're the same ethnicity. And okay. I think that the show, like, I don't think that cat, like, because Veronica was supposed to look like Lily's sister. And Lily, right. like, I just don't, and, and the daughter of that guy who got killed. Right, right, right. So, and, and we see. They, we saw, well, no, that wasn't her actual dad. That was her, that was her kidnapped dad. Kidnapped dad. But like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think that we're going to get all the way to there. Right, right. But there also has to be, because we, 
Because now we're getting into, I mean, the timeline, I'm not even going to try and predict what's happening with the timeline (laughs) at this point, because the timeline is going to be so fucked. And then the question becomes the other thing, and this is part of why I was asking about the 1988 aspect, would you go through the time, is because young Gavin has no memories. Lily has no memories. They don't remember what's happened. So is that because their youth? Is it because of going through the thing? Is it like... Yeah, Some like sort of jo- when like, they get to the other side, do Josh and the girl have their memories? Have their memories. Exactly. So, I mean, that's my thing with like going through mm. night, going through the portal is if I know I can keep my memories, I, I might go. Mm-hmm. If I'm not going to have my memories, I'm staying. Yeah. Because if I can go through the portal to 98 and retain all my memories, no, I won't. I mean, I would actually probably just try to befriend my mom because let's be real. You've met my mom. It would get along. We'd, it'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that would be fine. And then I would probably like befriend my mom and then sort of like figure out what to do. But most importantly, I would have all the learned knowledge. So I'd be like, well, I'm going to I'm not going to have a problem. Find, like, I don't need a job. Uh huh. I'm going to be able to survive. I have all the knowledge of what happens with the stock market and uh-huh, like uh-huh, uh-huh. major innovations. Like I'm getting in early on Apple. I'm. Yep. You know what stock to buy. I'm, I'm getting in on Amazon. I can ride it out for six or seven years. This is fine. Um, but if I don't know what the fuck is happening, I end up in 1988 and I have no memory, then absolutely the fuck not. Like, I'm not right, ending yeah. up in 1988 to live through the 90s. <laughs> and have to, like, I don't want to, I don't want to go, like, I could theoretically, if I have memory, I can stop 9-11. If I don't, I, if I have memory, I can warn Al Gore about hanging chads. If I right. don't have any memory, then I'm just going to end up in like a really bad situation because Reagan's closing all the mental You're hospitals. You're just going to be like a Gen Xer. Well, no, Reagan's closing all the mental hospitals and I'm walking around with no sense of memory. I'm just going to end up on the street. Like this is, you don't want to be an adult in 1988 in LA who needs, okay. who needs social services. You're like, you just don't want to be an adult in 1988 in LA. That is actually, you're right. That could be an end, <laughs> a, a period end of sentence. But yeah, so that's like my feeling. So my question becomes, okay, are we abiding by those well, rules? Well, they're, they're Josh, adults in 1988 in Seattle. No, they're coming through the portal to Topanga. Oh, that's right. It's the Topanga portal. It's the Topanga portal. So they're walking right, they are walking down Topanga Canyon and right right into the valley in 1988. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. So that's a choice. So I, my question, I'm really curious to see if they have memory next season. And I think they, they, they're going to have to have memory. That's just Mm, what it comes down to. I feel like maybe they'll start, maybe if they don't, they'll start without it, but then they'll like, get they'll get it back yeah and they'll like maybe they'll start having flashes and be like what are these what are these i just oh my god they're memories like i feel like they'll figure that, yeah. it out quickly if they get if, if, if they, they don't have memory. if that if. if they don't have memory i'll be honest i'm gonna fast forward through every fucking scene because i don't want to watch them relearn i do kind of i've decided especially after eve pointed out to silas that if gavin doesn't go through the portal josh never exists yeah and silas was like mm-hmm. And yeah. I was like, what if Silas is doing all of this because he knows how shitty his great-grandson is? Or yeah, his grandson he just is? hates his family. He just hates his family. And he's like, I hate my great-grandson. My great-grandson <laughs> yeah. sucks. I'd rather have my-, my awesome grandson in 10,000 BC than my shithead yeah. great-grandson. Uh, yeah, it's fine. That's the, he's never met he's never met Zira Gurecki. He doesn't know what he's missing. He doesn't. If he, he met does Izzy, he'd make a different decision. But he's never he- he's never had to look up into the eyes of Zira Gurecki. <laughs> See her amazing blunt cut and be like, wow, yes, this is what was meant to happen. I I hope we see, I hope we see somehow Zira Gorecki on like a running blade. 
like yeah prosthesis in 10,000 BC and just like fucking tearing off across the landscape. So that's my big. They knew they were gonna go to 10,000. They knew they had this plan in place. Why didn't reality index? And this is. I wouldn't normally, but I have to in this case. Reality Index, why did they not bring any supplies with them? Neither right. of them had a fucking pack if, on. If the goal was getting to, because the goal was obviously getting to the portal, they knew. Yeah. They they knew that, like, Dad knew that he was going to try and get himself to the threshold of whatever yeah. sinkhole opened up so that he could go through. I mean, I this is a, okay, so in Outlander, in the books, I don't know if this happened in the show, but in the books, when Claire decides she's going to go back in time, she's like, nope, I'm going back through that portal again because I really want to keep fucking that hot Scottish guy, which right. abs, she abandons her daughter to do this, and I respect that. <laughs> I mean, Sam Hewen is a gorgeous man. I, I would also abandon my adult daughter if I found out that the... <laughs> That like, I'd be like, I'm sorry, I raised you through 18. I've raised you, yeah. I've raised you through 18. I just found out that my seven foot tall, just beefcake yeah. of a Scotsman is still alive. Yeah. And she goes back in time because she can't like carry a purse with yeah. a cu- two things on her, basically. Or three. She has a little bit of money, uh-huh. like period appropriate money. Yeah. She brings back, because she's a doctor, she brings back some syringes with penicillin. Mm, okay. Smart. Yeah. And she packs a couple of peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. So she has something to eat. <laughs> That's adorable. I have never related more strongly to a character in fiction than in that That's moment. That's amazing. It's so, I'm like, yeah, that, all of that, that is 100% what you bring through time. If you're what like, year did she go, what year is she coming from? She's, com- in the books, she's coming from like the 90s and she's oh. going, wait, no, 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 sorry, the 70s. Okay. Okay. So she's the books are. I was gonna, yeah. She's, I was she's gonna say. A, when did we start making PB and J? <laughs> yeah, it's like the seventies. Okay. Yeah. So she's coming from the seventies, and she like because and that it, when, one of the thing the just weird one of the funny thing that work is that it, during that time the kinds of dresses that are in style happen to overlap with a very similar style that would have been popular in Scotland. So she like That's basically really funny gets an off the rack dress that she's like, well, this will do. This will be good enough. Um, and then gets an off-the-rack dress that she can time travel in so that she can then <laughs> show up in, you know, the 1770s Scotland. <laughs> um, or 1760s Scotland. And yeah, so she brings... So in that same way, I'm like, come on, guys. You're not even going to, like, bring a That's first aid really... kit and a bottle of water. Your hands yeah, are like empty. Egg, a go bag of any kind. Yeah. That I, wasn't, like, at any point part of your calculus here. I, and I fully, I mean, Gavin not bringing that, sure. I I have no doubt in my mind that Gavin does not operate. Gavin operates the way that my dog does, which is <laughs> if he sees the door, he's walking toward it. Yeah. He walks out the door, then he looks back and he notices the door back inside. And he's like, I want to go back through that door again. And then he just goes straight ahead. <laughs> Izzy, for a number of, one, Izzy's our hero, but two, also... Izzy does have a prosthesis. Yeah. Like on a practical level, you know, if I'm going, like I, to go back to my, the, the antidepressant thing that we talked about with the anxiety meds, like if I'm going back in time and I need a medicine, yeah. I'm bringing enough medicine. That is a yeah. thought I'm having. <laughs> if I have, I, I mean, it's obviously this is an extrapolation as I don't, I have all of my limbs. I don't have this problem. But if I were to be in a situation where I'm going back to 10,000 BC and I do have a prosthesis, I'm going to probably plan of like, well, if this goes wrong, I'm at least going to need some like duct tape to jerry-rig it. Like, uh-huh. at least if you're time traveling, bring duct tape. That is the best advice That's I can give point. anyone. Yeah. 
Get bring some fucking duct Especially tape. Especially to it, yeah, to it to a time when it won't exist. Yeah. Can you imagine how magic you will be if you can duct tape things? Yeah. You can secure <laughs> a hole of a boat. You yeah. can do so much with duct they tape. They might be able to fix the car if they brought duct tape. They probably could. I would like to think that they could do that with enough duct tape because it will <laughs> fix anything if you need it to. And so, yeah, that was my that was my thing when I was watching them get ready and I was glad that they were all wearing coats, but Yeah, me too. Like one backpack, guys. Just one. <laughs> yeah. Put Nothing. it on dad. Yeah, not going to just throw a duffel down there, nothing, no extra ammo. You are not just, there's no maps. They are yeah. planning to go from Seattle yeah. all the way down to Los Angeles. That's, there's a, a, a trail. There's this trail called the Pacific Crest Trail. The movie Wild is about right, yeah. Reese Witherspoon walking the Pacific Crest Trail. And while they are not walking the PCT, because they're not going to be going presumably through the Sierras, yeah. um, they're going to be <laughs> taking the coast down. But like, that's a long ass walk, guys. Yeah. Yeah. Your shoes are wearing out. Your shoes yeah. are not making yeah. it from, from Seattle down to Los Angeles. That yeah. is a two-month journey. Right. That is, that's true. That is going to be months that's long. That's a months long journey unless you befriend one of the tribes there and they allow you access to their outriggers. Like, yeah. and then they can boat their way down. But that's still, like, we're not, we're not dealing with, just pack some extra underwear. Yeah. <laughs> Drive a car through the hole. <laughs> the car won't fit. We've covered just, this. Just tip it forward and see if it makes it. <laughs> just put it in neutral and... There are inflatable kayaks. They could have brought a kayak down there. This was solvable. This was... I mean, I'm just... I feel like I'm going to spend a lot of next season going, well, if you'd brought the supplies, if you'd yeah, brought... Yeah, All you had to do was make one trip to REI. You, like, theoretically had access to, like infinite government resources with that guy helping right, you the out. Right, the guy is helping them. Yeah. That yeah. like, like you said, inflatable kayak. Just something, guys. Come on. MREs. Freeze-dried meals. There's something. Give you me. You have a, a months-long journey ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> and as far as we know, does <clears throat> Gavin know how to hunt? No. No. Izzy I, obviously can. But yeah, like. Yeah, we know this. Yeah, I'm very... I'm very much like, come on. I know what we were doing. I know that a backpack and a suitcase really screws up the aesthetic here. Yeah. But let's 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 give them credit. Should we should we since it's the should we talk about predictions for season 2 then? Yes, but I do want to say one more thing that I had forgotten. Ah. Um that I had this thought while watching it and it is such this show wants us to exist in a world in which a caveman is a military pilot. That's true. <laughs> I love that so much. I love that it's not even a thing that we actively are thinking about. Like, wow, he went from 10,000 BC to now the military lets him fly planes. That is an insane. That I'm going to pause for a moment. Thing. I'm going to pause for a moment and ask if you've been recording on your end. I have been because Great. you did not record the Zoom. Excellent, excellently observed, Amanda. I realized that like observed. ten minutes ago. I realized that like ten minutes ago. I realized it right now and was like, "Here's hoping." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yes, yep. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yeah, I love. I just I love that it's it's not even a thing that we think about because everything else in the show is so fucking insane. Yeah. That all of a sudden. Having a guy who was born in 10,000 BC be yeah. 
be a fighter pilot, and that's just a thing we accept because what's a thing we accept? A caveman flies planes. I love that. I just, I don't, I don't know how the second season. Yeah, I don't know how the second season can top the first season, right. and I can't wait to see them try. <clears throat> I feel like I feel like the problem of the distance between uh, Washington and and L.A. will get solved. With, they're going to find a helicopter. Oh, there, yeah. There's going to be some sort of the tower that exists in L.A. Like it's going to be there's going to be another one. Yeah, I and think like in a in preposterously short order. Yeah. The it will find them or they will find it. Oh, a hundred percent. No, I think that like they are they are discovering the they are getting answers separately and finding a loophole somehow to get down there yes. much more quickly. Um, but I don't, especially because I think that it's probably hard to have um, Australia double for the Pacific Northwest. Yes, and Los Angeles and Los Angeles. Yeah. Like oh, by the way, guys, uh, the shitty cop mom died. Oh yeah. Footnote. Yeah, she died. Footnote, Mary Beth died. Yeah. Just killed her off. Like, I did I did appreciate that they kind of just swept the table clean with Mary Beth and... Me too. I'm assuming also Veronica, the kidnapping sister. I kind of think so. I mean, they might find her again. Somebody might stumble across her. So what happened, we leave Veronica has been left behind because she has um, gotten her She's foot... in a bear trap. Got her foot trapped in a bear trap, which reminded me yet again, I did tweet about this. I was like... I think the most important survival skill one can have is knowing how to undo a bear trap. Apparently Just so. from from media. Yeah, <laughs> from media. Bear traps are to me what quicksand is to everyone else. Ah, okay. You know, like you never know when you're going to become across one, but it could happen. And so you it need to have, so much like I, you know, you know how to get out of quicksand or you know how to get off of cracking ice. Bear <laughs> traps have hinges on either, have like levers on either side. You just have to push them both down at the same time. And that will release. And I only know that because while watching the show, I went, I should know how to undo a bear trap. Right. Because, like, there's no reason for bear traps to not be openable by people. Right. And because so it's very straightforward. they just have to not be openable by bears. Yeah. And the whole like, point of a bear trap is that you trap it and you're going to have to release it at some point. Like, Right. Yeah. It's, you don't not, unsaw- it's not like something where it's like, oh, my God, there's no way to release this. Yeah. There, this wasn't built in. It's like, nope, that's a part of it. I mean, like, if I were in a saw situation and he g- put me in a bear trap... I would actually have a, pro- a solvable problem. Provided it was not a reverse bear trap and wired into your jaw. Well, oh, so where it springs open and my whole head sm- Yeah. Oh, that's horrifying. Yeah, that's the that's the first uh, in in Amanda Learns a Horror Movie Thing news. That is the first iconic device of the Saw franchise is the woman waking up with the plate in her mouth, jaw wired to it. And if she doesn't retrieve the key from the stomach of the body in front of her, which she doesn't know is a live person until she starts cutting into it, uh, she doesn't retrieve the key from the stomach of the body in front of her to prove that she is, like, worthy of life and desperate enough to survive. The key is in there to unlock the hinge. You told me about this the other week. And I I immediately lost it. I just remember that there was a bear trap. I didn't realize what the dynamic of that bear trap was. And I was like, well. And we see what it does because he he provides an example video for her. Oh, well, as long as he's got a visual. He's like, here's what you need to do and here's what will happen if you don't. And there's a foam head with the bear trap affixed to it and it snaps open and it destroys the head, which is theoretically what would happen to her. So I don't want to watch the Saw series at all. But mm-hmm. I do want to watch the Saw TV show where he tries to figure out where he has to, with his production crew, create these videos. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Like yeah. I, I have never. It's like yeah. MythBusters, yeah. but with but with Jigsaw. Where he's like, oh man, no, this headed. The proportions aren't right. We need to do this yep. whole take again, guys. Yeah, the physics are wrong. The mm-hmm. physics are wrong. He, he, the hydraulics go, are off. They go to do it, and the head just kind of flies off. And he's like, shit, not again. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. So, so yes, that is. So yeah, provided it's a it's a it's a regular bear, bear trap. trap. Yeah. Uh huh. Okay, but my point being that we should all know how to undo a bear trap. So just like do a quick Google search. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the uh, God. So Veronica's Veronica's ostent probably gone. Might still be alive, but probably gone. <laughs> Mary Beth dies by like yeah, Mary Beth light dead. spear grazing. Oh uh, yeah, she gets stabbed by Silas or something. But like. Not in the chest. It seems like she just kind of gets stabbed through the side. Yeah, she gets stabbed in the side. And she's initially like, I've seen worse. And then she's like, turns out it's worse than I thought. But she's like running to get to 1988 with her son. Yeah. And probably maybe if she had just like stayed resting, nothing would have happened. But like she dies and the son's upset about it. He doesn't make it to 1988, does he? No, he's still stuck in the past. The only people yeah. who go through to 1988 are Josh, um... And the, doctor, the little kids, Josh and the and, doctor's yeah, daughter. Doctor's daughter, whose name I is it Zoe? It's Zoe, isn't it? I completely. I forgot. think it's Zoe. I, I don't okay. Know. She still doesn't have a character, which is a bummer because I yeah. Want I predict her to in season two she still won't. No, no, she's never gonna have a character. She's not gonna have a character. Josh is gonna stay annoying. Yeah. Um, I think the gays will stay totally ancillary. I know. In, I was so I was two. I was very torn about if I wanted them to go back in time or not. Because, like, um, 1988, tough time to be a gay guy in America. Yeah. Didn't yeah. want that for them, but... I didn't, I didn't want that for them either. I didn't, yeah. But, also, and not, but I did... Not walking right into the AIDS crisis. That was that was my thing, was I was just like, Jesus, 19... Like, when the two guys were debating it, and one of them was like, well, should we go back? And the other one was like, well, I, I mean, glasses are good. And I compl- But in my head, I was just like, 1988 is a fraught fucking time. And granted, no. these guys will know... But God, can you imagine the psychological aspect of knowing what's unfolding around you, knowing Why what you... Why would you walk back into the Reagan administration? Yeah, I just... Like, absolutely fucking not. It would be kind of like saying to me, like, would you want to go back to, like, 1943 <laughs> yeah. England? Like, yeah, yeah, I will be... England? <laughs> I will be safe. I personally will be safe, but there will be nothing I can do as an individual to well, and save the bl- any... And the blitz. Well, right, like, there's also that, but it's more the idea... of oh, fine, 1943 America then, where it's like, okay? there's nothing I can do to yeah. change the fate of my entire people who are about to be yeah. decimated. Right. But I get to live, and I won't fall to that fate. And that's a really fucking tough... Like, that is... In, yeah. in a show that cared more about this ancillary couple, we would get to see that discussion happen. Yeah. Um, but the show doesn't care. And I'm, I, I, I can't, I do want, I want the one half of the couple to have glasses again. Yeah. But like, this is another thing I feel like we're going to, 10,000 BC will figure out. Like, I think 10,000 BC is going to cure that guy's wasting disease. Yeah. Like, hopefully they'll get married. Like, I, I, I feel like, I'm, I'm wondering, like, I'm very curious to find out what, is in I obviously I'm very curious to find out what's inside the tower. Yes, like, is of course. It mining natural resources? Is it a like a study thing? Like what capitalistic or militaristic enterprise? Yeah. Do we think it's militaristic or do they do we think they're per, like purporting to be a scientific mission? Um, I think it's a scientific mission with an unforeseen side effect. Yeah, right. And then there but there's also always going to be like a harvesting aspect to it but there's got to uh, be okay i think it's got to be sort of like there yeah we did it for scientific reasons and now there are two factions 
who yeah. want to use it for evil or destable. And it's like, okay. I, I never am going to care as much about why it's happening mm-hmm. yeah, as I am the logistics of it happening. Yeah, you know? totally. I, and as long as we know, as long as we learn one explosive new thing every episode. Yeah. And cover like five episodes in a whole, five ta- five days in a whole season. I'm good. Yeah, perfect. That's exactly, I I, I appreciate that they did. And we, I, I did appreciate they waited until the final episode to give us the mammoths. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I'm glad we brought back the tar. I want to see more tar next season. Yeah, more tar. I want if we a show called La Brea. La Brea. And we're not, Come on, give me more La Brea. So I expect to see more tar next season. I I want to see. I hope that this this renewed season means that it's getting even more budget for CGI. Me too. Um, so that we can get more more wildlife ish stuff. <laughs> Absolutely. There's so yeah, much more. I, yeah, there's so much more yes ending to be done. Yeah. And I, I just hope I, that's I, I hope that's the only mandate for season two. That's our only mandate, La Brea show that's made for us. Yeah, I mean, I also obviously like with Para and Ty, I don't want to see. I, I don't want it to be a will they won't they like. Oh, we can't no. because my people are in danger from your people. No, just I want that to be the bridge between the two the two groups. And oh, and obviously we're gonna get another tribe in season two. Oh because yeah, they mentioned they additional mentioned additional tribes. tribes. Yeah. Um, so I'm looking for obviously that's going to become like the malevolent tribe is my hunch. Yeah. That's going to be the, I, I, I the can't evil see it tribe. Either way. Um, and then I, you know, I'm looking forward to Silas. I want Silas to go full evil. Like I want Silas yeah. to be, but I want him to be evil in the like Hannibal Lecter contained with. I want him to be in like a contained menace mm. where it's okay. Where he's now part of the Sky People, but the whole time he's like, oh. You think that's how things work? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what I I want. I want basically the equivalent of him being handcuffed to a car inside of the survivors camp, where he yeah. he's always just shy of being a danger to them, yeah. but instead he's just sort of like their guy. I I want that for him. <laughs> um, I do. You, I don't care about the handprint motif or learning no. more about the handprint cult either. at all. Mm-mm. Um. Again, don't care about 1988, like whatever. Oh, Veronica will factor in because that's why adult Lily goes back. She's oh, like, someone's right. there that I care about. She has to she go. Has to she go has back. to go save Veronica. Although, yeah, at the same time, like, uh, Veronica's going to be dead, Lily. You're in. Yeah, Veronica could be you're dead. You're in Seattle and she's that's bear right. trapped oh, she's in a long Los way Angeles. To go. Yeah. Yeah, she's got a long way to go. I know. I was very surprised when she was like, I have to go back. There's somebody that I need to go save. It's like, well, okay, so you remember that. But then you would clearly remember that she was left as basically saber-toothed tiger bait yeah i i hope that it, this season this show goes five or six seasons and that people get back to the present day and that it truly has been like a month's time oh yeah like with lost that, like, where, like with lost where they went through like seven years on the island and lived entire yeah. lives and then they've only been missing for six weeks yes yeah i i hope that's exactly what happens with la brea yeah i mean we're all we're seeing though that there is a one-to-one time frame because we find that from um the doctor's other child. Oh, yeah, but I just mean, like, every season is, like, four days. Oh, yeah, yes. No, I want this whole show to take place in the span of six weeks. But I, I want us, I, I want zero six Gorecki seasons and a movie. But five it, years older, and mm-hmm. the show has progressed 30, 40 days. Perfect. That is yeah. all I could ask for from the show. And literally, <laughs> that's it. That's all I can ask for from the show, because I can't yeah. anticipate anything else that they're doing. But God, no, I can't really. fucking wait. I'm very excited. I and yeah, I, I I think I think I think that level of excitement is a good cue into next being like, hey guys, yeah. you should get excited about us 
next week. So much like how um, this season finale, you know, season finale really peaks and leaves you at that moment. You're like, holy shit. Yeah. Guys, this was episode 99 for us. Yeah. Which in and of itself, I just want to real quick, because we don't really do this next episode, talk about, holy shit, we've done 99 episodes of this show, Jordan. We started in the before times. We started in July or August of 2019 with no idea what would happen. God. We've done more episodes, Jordan, you and I have done more episodes on Zoom than we have recording in my apartment. Oh, by far. Yeah. By far. Like we haven't, this show has been recorded almost entirely remotely, despite the fact that Jordan and I live about a mile away from each other. Yeah. But it is nuts. It is insane. And this show. A hundred century club. We have made it. And we are honoring that. We are honoring the 100 mark. Because we are bringing back probably, um, I mean, no shade to any of our other guests, but yeah, holy shit, guys. Paul Feig. The number one disaster diva. Number one disaster diva, Paul Feig, is joining us again to discuss the movie Earthquake. Earthquake. So. I'm so happy that, oh. I'm so happy that we talked to Paul again. It was so good to talk to Paul again. It was fucking amazing. He's the loveliest man. Um, so we've got, and Earthquake is a hell of a movie if you've never seen yeah. it, guys. Like, what I, a time. It's Charlton Heston fighting the faults. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is an unexpected film. If you've never seen it before, yeah. you don't see where any of it's going. No. Uh, Much like La Brea, you don't see what's around any corner. And... Um, I'd like to think that the same thing could be said for talk, our, our podcast episode with Paul that we recorded. So, yeah. <laughs> guys, come celebrate our big 100th episode big with us. Big 100th episode. Next week, all disaster divas, large and small, come gather with us. Yes, please. Um, I should have checked to see where one can stream Earthquake. It is, I'm assuming, rentable on all the services. Yes, I believe that's how I watched it the first I time. I think that is how I watched it as well, but I'm just going to double check that real fast. And, and this was his, this was when we recorded uh, the 2012 episode with Paul, he was... This was uh, specifically, he had mentioned he was, that this he was... He was like, well, have you seen Earthquake? Oh my God, I would love to talk about Earthquake. Yeah. And so we came back to him with the request uh, and he wonderfully obliged. Because he is genuinely one of the nicest human beings on this planet. Yeah, he's, he's one of the nicest men. Um, so yeah, it is rentable on all the services. So if you haven't watched it, watch it. It is... It is a foundational text. It's a classic. Yeah. It's a classic. If if we are a if we are basically your college course on disaster movies, <laughs> yeah. this is the this is the text that is being is being assigned to the class. Um this is this is the yeah, this, this is, required is this reading. is the creation myth, basically. <laughs> um and so we'll be back next week with Paul fucking Feig. Paul Feig, happy one hundred for our one hundredth episode. So Jordan, in the meantime. Where can the where can the disaster diva family find you? Uh, you can find me. Oh, yawning. It's just you blase, you can, Jordan. About a hundred. Yeah. Ep- <laughs> can we just, by the you way, me. can we just talk? Our we have had Van Lathan, mm-hmm. Sarah Marshall, Paul Feig. Wow. Yeah. And then spoiler alert, guys. We also have Jamel Bowie from the New York Times coming up. That's a pretty good run. I. That's an incredible run. Academy yeah, that's Award like when winner. we did Kongzilla Month, and it was like, whoa. Yeah, Academy Award winner, um, basically the the current empress of podcasting. Yeah, like actually. Yeah, one of the great writer-directors of our generation, and then one of the most esteemed New York Times columnists. Like, Yeah. And they all are coming that, on to, 
he's coming on to talk Deep Blue Sea with us. You guys, or no, no, not Deep he, Blue Sea, Anaconda. Yeah. So you know, hell of a run we've got going, gang. Hell of a run, a hell of a way to honor 100. Yeah. Um, and if you would like to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Jorcru, J O R C R U. Uh, check out the Feeling Scene podcast on Maximum Fun. And, you know, hit those back episodes of the whole movie pod and Oxterion while you're at it. There you go. You should definitely uh, – feeling scene so good. I'm still, like, just amped Thank on you. it. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm so honored to get to talk to the people that I get to talk to and have the conversations with them that I do. It's really cool. And then I'm Amanda Smith Says on Twitter, and that is – what I do most of the time when I'm not doing my my day job because my day job has nothing to do with anything. Don't call my day job unless you want to buy jewelry. Um, yeah. If you guys need diamond engagement rings, though, uh, you can yeah. DM me on Twitter and I'll tell you what company I work for. Um, and then, yeah, we are disaster underscore pod on Twitter. We're disastergirlspod at gmail.com. Please rate and review us. Give us five stars. Great. It would be really yeah, helpful. in honor of our 100th. Yeah. Rate and review. If you haven't rated us yet, this is the time. Like this is this is the moment, the century mark for us. Let's yes. let's do it. And you know, um, that's in the meantime. Like, let's start getting that that La Brea Twitter going. Like, I want yeah. I want there to be a La Brea Twitter hive. Absolutely. So let's make gifts, everybody. Oh, make yeah. gifts. Let's let's start getting this going. I want there to be a robust Twitter discussion happening for season two. <laughs> we should all get to live through this together. Um, but in the meantime, guys, we'll see y'all back next week for episode 100. Episode 100. We will see you in the earthquake, you guys. Bye. That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>